Good morning. How are you? All right, you're alive and well, and I'm glad that you are. It's great to see you. Merry Christmas. You should be. If you're not, it's too late. Just wait till next year. You'll be okay. No, I'm just kidding. We should be ready for Christmas from like January 1st to through December 31st, right? Yeah. Because Jesus is the reason for all of the seasons. That's what we, so at least the way I like to think about it anyway. Hey, we're continuing our series this morning about a call to joy. And so we're going to be back in the book of Luke, chapter 2. If you want to turn there in just a moment, I'm going to uh, read some scripture. You can follow along, along with me as well. And uh, Vlad, speaking of New York, I thought I saw Laura Beth here this morning. Where is Laura Beth? Oh, there, oh, there you are, right there. So if you don't know, Laura Beth Comer is here. This is Blake's wife. Blake's not with you, I'm assuming. That's, your, that's not Blake. He hasn't, you know, changed since he's been to New York. This is, this is Jeff. This is her dad. But uh, Laura Beth is here. If you haven't had a chance to speak to her, they, her and Blake are the two uh, and their family that we're uh, helping support in New York. So if you haven't seen any updates or haven't heard about what's going on, you can maybe catch her and find out some things. She'll be glad, I'm sure, to kind of tell you what's going on there. So I'm, I'm glad you're here, and I know we're all, we're all glad to see you. So a call to joy, talking about the Christmas joy and what it means to have joy in Christ and this whole concept of Jesus coming to earth with us. So if you would, look in Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read uh, verses 8 through 14. It's going to be on the screen. You can follow along. And it says this, starting in verse 8. It says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he, with whom he is pleased. So that's the scripture that we're looking at this morning. I'm going to ask you a question, and if you haven't been here, you're a guest of ours today. We're so glad you're here, but we're allowed to kind of talk out in church a little bit. So I'm going to ask you a question I actually expect you to answer. It's not just a hypothetical question. So shout out some things. Remember, now we're in mixed company. Shout out some things that gives you joy. Just tell me some things that gives you joy. Family. Grandbabies. Who can top that, right? Grandparents, <laughs> oh, that's not, that tops it. What else? Say it loud, I can't hear you. Friends. Uh, th thank you, uh, somebody's going to get real here in a minute. We're getting all, you know, let's get all the stuff we know we're supposed to say when we're in church. Chocolate. <laughs> Food, what? NASCAR. Now we're getting really real now. Thank you, Charles. Yeah, NASCAR. Hey, there's a lot of things in, in life that, that kind of make us happy and can give us joy, right? Yeah, I like to fish, and when I go fishing, I have fun. It gives me joy fishing. You know what makes me even feel better? To catch something is a bonus, right? I have joy. It makes me happy. I usually maybe give a fist pump or, 
something like that. Um, well, golly, there goes a story right through my brain that I won't tell you. I'm going to show some restraint here. But things in life give us joy, right? There are, there are a lot of things that give us joy. And, and some of them, uh, just because we receive joy from, the, from them, it doesn't mean they're bad. Now, there are some things that we would think we're receiving joy from, and, and they can be bad for us. But just because it gives us joy doesn't mean that that is a bad thing. So I want us to think about that this morning. Think about the great joy that we have in Christ. But here's the thing that I want us to look at. The shepherds had an opportunity to experience great joy, but that wasn't the first feeling they had. That wasn't their first response when they were given this message and when the angel came to them. And so what I want to do is kind of take their experience and look at what I think really is a common pattern in our lives when it comes to dealing with things that provide us joy. And now, sometimes it's just regular things in life. There's nothing necessarily like overly spiritual about it. It's just good stuff that can happen in life, like I was talking about, things that can give us joy. And, and sometimes I see this pattern with those things. But I most often see this pattern in things having to deal with God and ways of God and what I think God may want for my life. And I'm going to share that with you. So here, here's kind of a pattern that I see, and we're going to look at the Scripture. There's a pattern when the news is told or when you know what's, what you, what's going on. There is there's fear oftentimes, then there's joy, and then there's a reward or some type of result based on that. So I want us to look at verse 9, and this is the fear part that set in with the shepherds. It says, um, verse 9, it says, and, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Now, if you don't read the rest of that, and you think as we're kind of church folks, and we think about stuff, we're thinking, oh man, how much wonderful could it be to be out in the field? And, and the glory of the Lord, just, we just had a worship experience. And the glory of, of the Lord shone around us. And man, it was awesome. And this angel came out. And, and in our minds, because probably you've never experienced this <laughs> like they did. In our minds, we're thinking, man, wouldn't that just be awesome to have a wonderful worship experience? And you would think they would be all excited. But what does the, what does the scripture tell us? And it says, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were feel, filled with great fear. Not at that moment, they weren't jumping up, clicking their heels, thinking, oh great, the angel has come to speak to us, this must be good news. They're, oh look, the, the glory of the Lord is, is all, of the, all around us, how wonderful this is. Their first response to this opportunity of great joy and good news was one of fear. They were scared to death, they didn't know what was going to happen, they didn't know if they were going to die, they didn't know what was going to happen. And so they were afraid. So the very first thing that they did when they had an opportunity here, they, they had experienced fear. The next thing was the announcement of joy. Verse 10, the angel's response to their fear was, and the angel said to them, fear what? Not. For behold, I bring you good news of what? Great joy that will be for all the people. The, the scriptures tell us that, the, that the, the shepherds had great fear. But the angel said, fear not, because what I have come to do is replace your great fear with great joy. And it's going to be for all people. So there's, there's kind of a pattern of experiencing this fear and then this idea of joy. 
and here's what I know about myself, and if you're halfway human, I would say this is true of you. Anybody human, just raise your hand. Thank you. The fear of the unknown plagues us all. Would you agree? The fear of the unknown plagues all of us in different ways. It's, it's the fear of the unknown that keeps people in a job that they can't stand. It's the fear of the unknown that allows a person to stay in an abusive relationship. It's the fear of the unknown that paralyzes us and keeps us from taking the next step because we're just not sure what's going to happen when we do. And, it, and if you've lived any amount of time, you've experienced that, I guarantee you, in some shape, form, or fashion. Now, it doesn't have to stay with you and it doesn't have to paralyze you, but I, I, would, I would safely assume that all of us have experienced that that fear of the unknown, and in some way it has kind of grabbed a hold of us. And if nothing else, it has at least caused us to hesitate or pause for a little bit before we took that next step. And that's what happened here uh, with, the, with the shepherds. They, they saw what was, they, they heard the news, they saw the angels, the glory, they were afraid. And then the angel tells them to not to fear because there was going to be great joy that would come. And so the next thing would be either the reward or the result of that. And that's in verses 13 and 14. And it says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. God received the glory as a response to this news of great joy. Now that's important. Listen, they were afraid. The angel said, don't be afraid. This is good news. It's going to be great joy. And when all of that was understood, when all of that was settled in, the result of that or the reward of that was that God received praise. Not just from the angel, but it says a heavenly host gathered around. So there was a lot. There was a big party going on, right? There was a a lot of, that was the worship experience. It didn't come until they made it through the fear and understood that joy was coming and then they experienced the worship experience, right? The heavenly host and all that going on. So I think as we think about the reward and, and, and I want to say this kind of lightly because I don't want anybody to take this the wrong, wrong way, but it, it was God who received the glory. The heavenly host did not praise the Virgin Mary. The heavenly host did not lift up Joseph on a pedestal and say how great he was. The heavenly host did not say, awesome, the innkeeper is going to be so awesome. Let's lift up the innkeeper or let's talk about the three people who are coming to visit this baby at some time and let's lift them up on the pedestal. Glory all to them. And it wasn't about any of those people. The the glory that was given as a result of the joy that was coming had nothing to do with anybody or anything that was involved in that whole process other than God the Father. That's where it belonged and that's where the praise went. So I think that's a pattern, I believe, that that really applies to our lives in a a lot of different ways. And uh, like I said, I think... um, at some, at some level, that pattern of fear and then joy and then a reward or a result 
really applies to our lives uh, in a lot of different ways, but especially when it comes to the things of God. So um, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to ask Shay. She's going to come up. If you guys don't know Shay, this is Shay Doris. And um, Shay, if, how many of you know Shay? Okay, if you don't know Shay now, Shay, you're just going to have some new friends. They're going to come and, and, and meet you. Well, this is Shay. And um, I know um, Shay. Uh, how long have y'all been coming to church? I know I didn't ask you that question ahead of time. So. How long have you been to church? 11 years? Close enough. Okay, so y'all been here pretty much Almost the whole time. from the very beginning. Yeah. Yes, y'all were in one of the, I remember in one of the first life groups we had, yeah. right, at Cliff's With house. I, yes, I, I remember yeah. that when, when y'all were there. So you've been here for a while, and Shay's done different stuff. She's a hairstylist by trade, right? Is that the term you use for yourself? Yes. I got it right, I got it right. But yeah. what I want to talk to Shay and help you see, just everyday stuff, normal stuff. Now, Shay has just completed a little, maybe a month ago, a, a race, right? Yes. What was that race? It was a half marathon. A half marathon. With right? Allison Howard. With Allison Howard. Yay. Hey, Allison. All right. A half marathon. So, I mean, so you've been a runner all your life. Mm-mm. Right? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, um, so what happened to make you do something so ridiculous? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's all Allison's fault. Blame it on your friend. They she just threw Allison under the bus. Yeah. Um, we had our Christmas dinner last year. There's like eight of us that run together. And um, we all had our little Christmas dinner, and somebody had the brilliant idea to do a half marathon. Yes. And there. <laughs> there you go. Keep that up there so they can hear you. Okay. Somebody had the brilliant idea, and you had the brilliant response to say, Okay. Oh, yes, we'll let's try. do that. I okay. said, I'll give it what yes. I can. Now, what I, what I want, you know, that was probably exciting. You know, it's a new thing. You got this news. Hey, we're going to do, do a half marathon. Oh, yeah, I mean, knowing that you've never even run any kind of race yes. ever. So let's just start out with a half. Why not a full marathon? I yes. mean, you know, just go big, right? So tell me, you were excited, I'm sure. But then tell me, what did you experience some kind of fear or doubt? What, what went through your mind after you said yes? Um, it took till about uh, our eight mile run, I think. <laughs> we had a rough run, and I thought, "This ain't happening." This isn't, mm-hmm, today was it. Okay, so as you started to kind of prepare for what you knew was coming, then you started having these these doubts. So, what was it? What were the doubts about your own ability, or what? Yeah, just um, was my body going to be able to do it? Um, one day you you run, it's great. The next day, it's awful. Um, the commitment of you know the time and yes. babysitters and you know all that stuff. All that it's stuff. It's not just getting to go out and run. There's a lot, a lot of planning. For a lot it. more involved. Okay. Yeah. Now fast forward to the end of the race, mm-hmm. and and you made it through, right? Yes. She made it through, alive and well. No ambulances, no stretchers needed to for help me. her. For you, there were people who who did yes. need those things, yes. unfortunately. But you made it through. So tell me, tell me the feeling that you had. When you finished, um, other than exhaustion, I wanted to throw up. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but I was excited. I was really excited because it was something I never ever wanted to do. Never thought I would ever do in my life. Um, so it was just fun, and it was so fun doing it with such good friends. And yes, um, definitely a joyful celebration. We so had a great, great experience, time. and you yeah. did the experience really much joy from yes. that right it was rough but it was fun it was fun all yeah. right well thank you You're give welcome. her a hand thank you so much
Now, now that may seem kind of silly and, you know, okay, it's a race and, and whatever. But that, my point is, in life, and some of the things that you mentioned when I said what gives you joy. I don't know about the eating of chocolate. I don't know if there's a pattern of fear. <laughs> you know, maybe you're afraid you're going to eat too much. Maybe that would be the only fear that would come in. But in a lot of things in life, there is that pattern. And things like that, and things that you've been a part of, there's something that, like the message comes, and it's, it's, it's an announcement or it's something that you know, oh man, I want to do that. And you say yes, and then something just kind of starts messing with you, and you, you have that fear. And then as you can stay with that and push through that, you, you get past that, and, and there becomes this message of, hey, this is going to be worth it. This is going to be joy. This is going to be fun. And then as you go through, the reward the reward is that, and you get, you get some, some joy out of that. Now, that happens in regular, just everyday life, and, and it happens um, with us as well as far as specifically when it comes to things of God. And, and just uh, to tell you a story, if you know my wife Shelly and the experience that she had a little while back, that her grandfather uh, was not a believer. As a matter of fact, didn't really want to have much to do with, um, with church and the whole nine yards for the majority of his life. And uh, they had a good relationship with him, but just don't talk about God, don't talk about that kind of stuff to him. And there was a point in his life where he became ill, and Shelly had this conviction at one time to, to just really feel like that God wanted her to write a letter to her grandfather and just let him know about God's love and let him know how she felt about him and that she hoped that basically that he would accept God's love in his life and, and become a believer. And in a real synopsis, that's kind of what she did. Now, I can tell you by her being my wife and us having a little conversation about that, when she first had that feeling, there was a feeling of excitement that God's wanting to use me to do something. Man, this is going to be awesome. And then it wasn't long before there was a, just a little bit, maybe a little hesitation of, oh gosh, you know, what is he going to think about me? How am I going to say this? I don't know the right words to say. I can't do this. What if this? What if that? And there was a little bit of fear maybe that kind of set in that would want to make you say, ah, oh, heck with it. I'm just not going to do it. He didn't want to hear anyway. But she pushed through that and wrote the letter, gave it to her grandfather. And to make a longer story short, there was a point in his life where he accepted the Lord before he died. Now, you could clap for that, and that would be very appropriate. <laughs> All right. Now, now, I'm not saying that to put her on a pedestal because she wasn't the only person involved in his life. God was using several people that she didn't even know about along the way to put people in his life that led him to that decision. And her letter was a part of that process that God was using to draw him to himself. And that was awesome. So, but but when, when it comes to things of God, sometimes that happens. So here's a couple of things that I want us to think about, especially when we think about seeking God or wondering what does God want for me or how is God going to deal in my life. Here's some things that I think you will probably find common, and I want to say them so that when it happens, you'll realize, hey, this is probably normal, and so that you won't, you won't abandon what God may want for your life. And one of them is this, is that messages from God often make us fearful. Now, we would think it would be the other way around. But if you've ever had a strong sense that God wanted you to do something, there was certainly probably excitement attached to that initially. But as you started moving into the doing whatever it was, 
there probably was some type of fear that set in with you. Whether it was great or whether it was small, but there was probably something. And you probably maybe uh, had some questions like this. I, um, I'm just really not sure that was from God. After you were already sure. But now you started thinking, well, maybe that really wasn't from God. Maybe, maybe you started thinking, well, you know, what if? What if this doesn't happen, and what if this doesn't happen? And, and so you start wondering. You, you maybe even said, what will people say? God wants me to do this, but what will people think if I do that? Or maybe you even said, you know, I can't. I don't have what it takes. I don't think I, don't think I can do what I know God's wanting me to do. And that is a part of that pattern of fear that sets in. And I want you to know it's normal. And now, maybe some of you are really super spiritual and you've never experienced that. And God said, do this. And you said, I'm on board. And you jumped on. And it was a great success. And you never even had one ounce of wondering or doubt in your life. I doubt that's true. But maybe, maybe you have. Most of us, it's been my experience in life, although I have tried to be obedient, it's been my experience in life that when I feel like God wants me to do something, there always comes this little bit of questioning and wondering and even fear at times, am I going to be able to do that? What's going to happen if it doesn't work out the way I think it's going to? And that is a normal thing, I believe. The other thing is this, is when we step into God's plan, we experience joy. Now hold on to that and listen to this. We allow God to tell us what the angel told the shepherds. We allow God to say to us, fear not. And we let him work through us. Can you think of biblical characters where this happens? I mean, the first person that comes to mind to me is Moses. You know, God had this huge plan to use Moses for the, for the people of Israel. And Moses' first response was, I can't. I can't talk. I can't speak. And one of my favorite lines in the Bible as God replies to him, and God says to Moses, who made your mouth? Like, God didn't know <laughs> that Moses had a speech impediment. I don't know what it was. Maybe he stuttered or maybe, but, but Moses said, I can't, I can't speak. And God said, well, who made your mouth? Like, it's not a surprise to me. I have this for you. Moses experienced fear. Paul experienced fear. David experienced fear. Elijah experienced fear. Go down the list and find the people who were serving God. You will find that a lot of them had that in common. There was this, this I don't know if I can do it kind of an attitude. But when we step into that, we experience joy. Now imagine Moses, if you remember the story in the Old Testament, where he has already done everything God's asked him to, and everything hasn't always worked out the way he thought, but they finally had been released uh, from, from Egypt, and they're standing at the sea, and the Egyptians are behind them trying to, ready to kill them, and there's this big barrier, this sea in front of them, and they have to get to the other side somehow, and, and God says, just, you know, raise your staff, and I'll take care of the rest, basically. Now, can you imagine? 
Yeah, right. I'm going to raise my staff and somehow you're going to part the waters just miraculously. Now Moses could have sat there and he could have wondered, he could have doubted, he could have questioned, he could have been afraid. This is the same staff I've been carrying around for a long time. I know you might turn to snakes and everything, but this is just, it's just a staff. It's just what I carry with me. But ha- until he actually followed through with it and did what God asked him to do, he did not receive the joy that God had planned for him. And in that instance, not only in obedience, but for them to be able to get through to the other side. It takes a step of faith to move past the fear and experience the joy that God has for us. And that step oftentimes is uncomfortable. It's, it's dealing with the unknown that I talked about that plagues us. It's stepping from what we know and what we're comfortable with and what we can explain and what we can understand to into something that really is not that familiar with us most of the time. And I'm glad that God works that way because I have a personal opinion that if God just revealed to me the whole ball of wax all at one time, I would probably curl up in the fetal position and go over in the corner and hide somewhere, right? I don't know if I could handle it if God just said, hey, I'm just going to cut to the chase and just show you the whole thing. Here's your life, all spelled out. I I think I might die of a heart attack right then, right? So I'm glad that he does what he does. So um, the messages that we see, they, they often make us fearful. And then when we step into that plan, it provides an opportunity there for us to experience joy. And then the last thing is that the reward is the reward is praising God and the reward is obedience to God. The reward is not in the result. Now shaking in, in a race and in something like that, there can be a, a reward in knowing that she finished and that's good. But there also could be, if she had not finished at all, the, a part of the reward could be that I had given it my best and I tried and went as far as I could go and there would be some amount of award, reward in that. When we're dealing with the things of God, the reward is that we are obedient to Him the results are almost irrelevant at times. And the reward is that we've been obedient and that we give him the glory for what's going on in our lives, just like the angel did with the heavenly host when they dealt with the shepherds. So here's what I want you to think about. Where might you be in this, if you might recognize this pattern, this fear and the joy and then the reward or the results or whatever, where are you? In that, in that, maybe you've identified already. You've kind of already put yourself in the story of, man, you are, you're talking right to me. And it doesn't have to be something super spiritual. Maybe there's just something that you're dealing with, and you, and you know it's something you should do. Again, it may be related to work or family or whatever it may be related to. And you can say, you know what? I can tell you exactly where I am. I've just, I'm just now thinking about this, and the fear has already set in. Or you might be able to say, you know what, I've been past that. I'm, I'm stepping into that. I'm, re- I'm realizing the joy, and, and I'm ready or in the process of being able to see the rewards from that. I don't know where you might be. Maybe with God, where are you in that? Maybe there's something that you know. You know God wants you to, to do something. I mean, you know it. Before, when we talked about different things that we do, it's a, the, the what and the who are together. You know what's being said. You know who it's coming from. And it's God. And you're wrestling with it. You're really struggling with it because fear has now set in. 
I want you to know that, that God, if this is of God and you know it's of God, I want to encourage you and let you hear the words that the angel said to the shepherds and says, fear not. Don't be afraid. You have great fear. I'm fixing to turn that into great joy. Let God speak those words to you this morning. I'm not sure where you would be in the midst of that, that, of what's going on in your life. Maybe it's a direction in life. Maybe it's an opportunity that has recently come your way. Maybe it's a chance to witness to people and tell others about Jesus. And it scares you to death of the thought that God's going to use your imperfect life to tell somebody else about Jesus. And you're, you're, just, you're, you're afraid. Maybe, maybe it's an opportunity that you know you've had and you've just never stepped into it. And it's an opportunity to accept Jesus as your Savior. And you've been faced time and time again with that news and that opportunity. And when you're at church, maybe you come and you hear that and you feel kind of good and you almost work up enough courage to say this. I know God wants this for my life. But after the last song is played, you get out of here. And as soon as you walk out of these doors, the fear and the doubt and everything else begins to set in to tell you why you shouldn't make that decision. Your life's not ready yet. You're not good enough yet. What will people think? I'm afraid if I make that decision, I'll fail. I'm afraid I'll mess up sometimes. I just don't know if I can do that. And I want to tell you that you won't experience that joy that comes in that until you step through that fear and know that God is ready to make your life full of great joy and replace your great fear. And the reward will be not only will you have eternal life and life more abundantly on this earth, but he will be praised. That's the pattern, and I think that's kind of the way it works. So I want to encourage you. I don't know where you are, but wherever you might be, recognize that it just might be this pattern makes sense in your life, and you can pinpoint maybe where you are. And you can step through that to experience the joy that you know God has for you on the other side. That's what happened when the angel spoke to the shepherds. And that is the good news about Jesus. And that is the great joy that we have through Jesus Christ. That yes, it is fearful sometimes, but the joy outweighs that. It repl it's replaced the great joy is replaced from the great fear that we maybe once had had. And as we gather and as we go out into the world, and especially around this time of the year, we go out and God gets the glory because we talk about how wonderful it is that he loved us enough to send his own son so that we could have life, and that's what Christmas is about. I'm going to ask the band if they would come forward, and I want you to do something with me this morning just close your eyes for just a minute the band's coming up i want you to close your eyes and just ask yourself this question however you want to phrase it but as you've heard what's been said this morning and god has spoken to you in a certain way just say just ask yourself do i see myself anywhere maybe in this pattern is there somewhere that i'm stuck i'm i'm afraid is there somewhere that that maybe you've already you've already gone past that and, and you're already stepping into that joy, realizing that it's not just a linear progression, that you might step into what God has for you, and then you repeat the process of now I'm in new territory, I'm afraid again. But you have to continue on and repeat that process. 
where are you? Maybe you're right there. Maybe you've experienced that joy, that great joy, and you're in a place where you, you can just continue to praise God and thank Him for what He's done in your life. And you can think of situation after situation, time after time after time, where He has come through for you. And you can just praise Him and thank Him right now. If you would look this way, what I want us to do, this is going to be our prayer today. And we're going to read these uh, two scriptures together. It's Luke chapter 10. It's verse 10. I'm at chapter 2. It's verse 10 and verse 14. So these don't normally just run all together. Uh, but we're going to read them consecutively together. And I want us to read these verses as a prayer to remind us and encourage us of the great joy that we have in Christ and understand that God's favor is on us. So would you loudly read this with me as we leave? Stand with me and let's just read this together. This is our prayer this morning. And the angel said to them, Fear not. Go back and say that again very loudly. Fear Joy. Great joy that will be for all the people. Verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Amen.